I do feel like I need to clarify that I read this book in 2019 um, or 2018, something like that. And it's been a while and I don't know all my information from memory. Honestly, if anything, I'm proud of this podcast because it, it was all organic. I didn't prepare at all with my notes. I know that um, previous episodes, I, I make some notes. I, I know what I'm talking about. And I kind of plan it. And I'm working on not being a perfectionist, um, like I said in my previous episode. And this one, I just felt called to like talk and about this. And the Tesla thing, how the, honestly, how the podcast started, it was just not how I planned it. It just came out from me. And like, I remember things here and there from the book that I read, but not the statistics or not word for word. I have some annotations. So one thing that I wanted to clarify is that they were not scientifics. <laughs> they were engineers. Um, because, you know, they were manufacturing the Tesla battery and everything. So the name for those two engineers are Martin Everhart and Jeffrey Brian Straubel, I think. That's the pronunciation, not sure. It's German, so it might not be like that. But yes, so I wanted to read this little phrase that I, I was looking. Oh, by the way, I as I was editing the podcast, I ran to grab the book. That, that way I could get it the names, um, and kind of, like, reread that chapter where it, like, explains what everything that happened. It might not, word for word, don't quote me, happen, like, the way that I said it did, but it was somewhere along those lines, and the fact that you didn't know their names and you don't care about the names just rips my point. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to read this, um, phrase or quote from the book. So, uh, it's the Ellen's I mean, it's the Elon Musk um, biography by Ashley Benz. And in case you didn't know, um, basically, Elon didn't want to have, like, a biography because he didn't feel like he was someone enough to have a biography published. And Ashley uh, Ashley Benz, uh, he's a writer, and he basically chased uh, Elon to have him sit down and, like, uh, interview him so it's not reading in first person it's actually reading through Ashley and I feel like in so many scenarios they interview Elon and like the people around him um, so he has a lot of insight on his life and not from like a, a first person point of view and I really enjoy that because it gives you a objectivity like it's not subject at all and I like that because um, you know, nobody's perfect, and it gives you the the uh, the good and the bad and the ugly, right? Um, so it's really interesting, amazing. I would recommend it. Um, oh yeah, let me read this uh chapter or quote. I'm sorry. Um, so it says, "Musk fully intends to try and make this happen. Turning humans into space colonizers <laughs> is his stated life's purpose." Open quote. I would like to die thinking that humanity has a bright future, he said. 
If we can solve sustainable energy and be well on our own way to becoming a multiplanetary species with a self-sustaining civilization on another planet, to cope with the worst-case scenario happening and extinguishing human consciousness, then, and here he pauses for a moment, I think that would be really good. <laughs> That's just the type of person Elon is, and some people... And like it's pointed out here, he says stuff like people think he's a dreamer and he's like in another planet. He's already in Mars. Um, and he is just like awfully optimistic with his goals and what he wants to achieve in his lifetime. And I don't know, I feel like I resonate and I relate to that. So I feel like at, since a young age, um, and I'm talking like um, teenage, like like 18, 19, in early 20s, like 20, um, I really, like, admire him, and it was mostly because of this, like, you know, like, it was mostly because of, like, how much of me I feel reflected in him, in, like, the crazy, the unhinged or, like, insane part of, like, the dreamer as well, and, He's just crazy. Uh, he's doing too much and he deserves all the success that he gets. So I just wanted to um, clarify this before you start the podcast. And then now you can start it um, without further interruption, without further delay. Let's start this podcast episode and um, I'll see you at the end. The Tesla right next to me is such a vibe. It's just so clean and pretty and all washed up. It looks clean. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I actually, I've been wanting a Tesla since it came out. I know. And it's not even because of the tax credit or the luxury vibes that they give. The, you know, it's a trend or whatever. Um, it's not even to save the gas prices. It, it's just because I... <sighs> To be honest, I just, I remember like the first uh, video I saw of Elon speaking about Tesla and his vision about it and stuff like that. I just feel like, I, I, I just fell in love with his vision. And I feel like his vision, his mission statement, his businesses that he, you know, he owns and, and ad administrates, I just believe <laughs> In his vision of, of where he wants humanity to to go towards and like ever since I'm telling you ever since Tesla came out and you know I just I've been wanting a Tesla for as long as I can remember and that's the reason to it but it's just like whenever I see an EV vehicle now it's like we wouldn't have this if it wasn't for, for Tesla because there wasn't like the big oil companies like manufacture car manufacturers were in producing these or moving towards this and then Tesla came along and changed the game and I just feel like it's it's such an inspiring story for me um and I don't know if you know this but Tesla was originally originally uh, I don't know the name of the owners but it was originally founded by uh two guys that were more of like the scientific 
aspect of it uh the ones that developed the tesla battery and elon was like the main um i want to say like main investor and the the two scientists the fact that they're just not remember today because they didn't had elon's vision elon's vision for, for tesla and that is like I don't know if they regret that, but that's like a, a regret that I carry for them <laughs> on behalf of them because, damn, like I feel like they need more credit and everything, everything that we attribute now, it's to Elon and that's the name that history will remember. But I feel like the masterminds behind Tesla's success as well was, will, will, will be forgotten. You have to have that duality, right? Of like needing to adapt or wanting to adapt and change and evolve. Because if you stuck to your ways, like if you if you're just stuck on your ways, like there's never gonna be a chance for growth. And then I fear of missing out on opportunities in my own life. Kind of like those two scientifics um, that I feel so so bad for not remembering their names, um, but yeah well that was kind of deep that was so not the topic for this podcast um actually the topic for this podcast was like it's sort of like an update um update part two because i'm very excited to talk about me and my life and how everything's been unfolding recently um there's been a lot of oh, major changes changes in my life and i feel like there's been a lot of growth and i feel like um I've just it's like I feel like there's been macro changes in my life in such a micro time of space um yeah I don't know if that makes sense uh like things have changed a lot and for the better and there's been a lot of growth and like push through breakthrough moments so I just wanted to talk about that in case anyone was going through the same thing um maybe astrologically we're on the same place right now or by the time that you hear this you are on the same place at the same time that i am right now and it's timeless just like life anyways everything's timeless that's what i'm trying to say um okay so okay so recently this year i made a huge change in my career and i want to start there because i feel like that's the whole origin of like this story so i switched from nonprofit to healthcare accounting and it was a challenge honestly i wanted it i it was i was suffering through nonprofit accounting um and it was just like it was a combination of everything. I want to say that I wasn't in the right company. I wasn't in the right space of mind. I wasn't with the right mentors and, and people. And like, a, uh, it wasn't a really good work environment. Um, they have a very bad thing. I don't know what's it called. Basically, a lot of people quit. You come and go within months. So it's like, you know that it's just like a toxic environment when that happens. When you don't have enough client retention. I mean, um, uh, what's it? Employee retention. When you have a good employee retention, that's just like a business red flag. Now in healthcare, first of all, everything's so much more slow pace. Like it's still high pace for accounting, you know, 
you know how that works it's like a never-ending never you it's a never-ending cycle of closing the months and then closing the year and then it just never ends never-ending cycle and and but it's i feel like it's way more slow paced than the nonprofit for me and there are so many curve curve curveballs but I have a great team right now. I have a great mentor and two great CPAs in my team. And it's like they are just so teach like they're so willing to coach me on stuff and like teach me their ways. And it's like I'm so willing to learn. So I feel like I just feel more at home in that regards. So I feel like I know that even though it was a stressful change and like hard and challenging, I know that it was good for me and I never would have thought I would end up in healthcare I remember like my first month I had to do tons of research because I don't need I didn't even know what imaging a CG scan was you know an MRI what do you need that for um when they were talking about the isotopes and the contrast I didn't know what they were talking about it was like they were speaking a different language to me and it just didn't make, didn't make sense um but they were very understanding i mean i never really externalized it this is something that you can google up and you know just learn through the ropes so like that's what i did um and yeah it's been fun i keep learning a lot of healthcare stuff but also like you know focusing on like the accounting aspect of the business um so yeah that's fun um and thank you that uh, i mean that leads me to the next point because actually the business that I'm working with or that I'm in with um there is this thing called the lean culture which is also called I think enterprise excellence and it basically adapts this business business module of of the word the Japanese word kaisen which is the constant improvement kaisen means to like constantly improve so when that is the business module of the business there's bound you're bound to have growth right so every business is gonna face its challenges and there's gonna be things here and there and people are gonna be unhappy because you know what it's it's work it's business you're dealing with people and you know customers are like people are rude so they make the job hard it's a stressful job but we understand because like I mean, you're not doing an MRI scan just for fun, right? Like, there's something wrong and you need to know. You're stressed because you need, you need to know why, right? Uh, so, we understand. So, when this um, business module and, like, this concept was brought up to me, I just thought, like, well, this is amazing. Like, everyone should know this. Like, everyone should be Kaizen. Like, why don't we have that in nonprofit? Like, this, like I started seeing, like, where could we have improved at my old job? And, and how smooth business would be if we were to, like, implement all of these things. Like, every business would do all of these things, you know? And it really impacts like down from the front lines 
down from the front lines with patient care up to accounting like i'm so far removed from the uh patients I, i don't see the patients i don't deal with the patients and still like this culture impacts me in a way that everything is so much more smooth because it's organized it's structurized and it helps us to like for example close the books on time and like everything is pretty clean and organized and reporting financials is not as difficult for the team and you know you get to have that promise work-life balance i know that i obviously i'm an administrative position so i know that i know that me personally i do have work-life balance i know that it's it may be a diff- different experience for the techs and it's totally understandable and the doctors right but that's it's still like that's the goal of the business to constantly be improving and that's just like life right like we're never ever gonna be done improving there's always always chance like you're always 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 gonna be growing and changing and adapting and evolving and even when you reach your goal it's like well there's another step another next level that you have to deal with that you have to reach so i think that's very very interesting that it came at my life where i was seeking growth and i landed this position i ended up learning about kaizen and then i made the decision personally to start practicing jiu-jitsu but at the same time i want to say because jiu-jitsu comes into like i wanted to do some sport but because i had tried it back in december at ufc and it was like it was super intimidating but i was like i feel like i would like to be more tough as a person and build more character like more mental toughness so i feel like i will need to stick with this and i would like to practice jiu-jitsu and it took me a couple months to mentally get ready and then i started seeing some improvements with therapy like just you know uh dealing with my trauma and trying to work with that not trying working with that and breaking through so i felt like jujitsu was that um thing that i wanted to do we talk about it in therapy and she was like go for it go try it and i was like i will because everything you tell me i do <laughs> and i went for it and i came uh to come see mom it's like a jujitsu gymnasium oh fuck i can't pronounce it a gym a gym for jujitsu and there's actually a funny story because i knew about 10 planet people here in san diego because my cousin actually my cousin was the one that got me into like trying jujitsu because he's he's in there and he wanted me to learn that way he could beat me up and i was like wait hold on like i will just give me some time whatever and i knew about 10 planet people but i knew that they were hardcore people like they were legit people so i was like i feel like i'm not ready for that like i'm not ready to get beaten up like that so i'm just gonna start a very level small business owner a small gym like the one that i have near home and i came here and they told me there was a class at 7 30 and i came here um at 7 30 and guess what turns out 
the class at 7.30 was 10 planet people. It was actually 10 planet people um, that were renting out this gym. So, hey, I try going around it. And if Fly took me there, it's because I needed to be there. That's the way I see it now. So, I ended up meeting, like, this my um, amazing coaches. Coach S. Like, you know, plural. Coach S. <laughs> um, I know I'm mispronouncing everything. I'm botching every word that I'm saying. But, you know, I hope it's understandable at the end of the day. The message. The message is the important thing. Um... So, yeah, my coaches, they're so amazing. They're so great. I pour my heart out with them from day one. And I'm learning so much that actually I stuck with them. And, yes, there's been times, there's been times that I've cried myself to sleep because I, I got beaten up and it hurt so much. It hurt mentally and it hurt physically. So I just... I wound up crying my bed, crying myself to bed like a lot the first month, and also I told my therapist like, um, I don't want to quit because I feel like this is the perfect reflection. It was a perfect reflective moment that growing up I was always allowed to quit. We try a lot of sports, and and I I even had this conversation with my friend recently and like I wanted to practice soccer but the girls were rough and they were tough and they were scratching and they hit me in the face and I was like fuck that I'm not doing that and I was allowed to quit and I quit it so now I feel like I'm in a position mentally where I'm like I can I'm allowed or I can be honest with myself and give myself a little a little bit more tough love and like push my own self to do stuff without feeling bad about myself and without criticizing me and without judgment and without you know all those um overwhelming emotions so in UG2 I then learned that when you're rolling in the mat it becomes a reflection of your life so I have been journaling a lot lately of like okay, what did it upset me today? What did it trigger today? And, and like, how does it apply in life? What is it really bothering me? And there's a lot of connections, amazing connections that I've been able to find. And this is actually real. I know it sounds crazy, like, oh, the spiritual, the spiritual crazy lady. No, um, I got this from the, well, first I realized, I've told you I got that self-reflection moment. And then um, I bought this book from Amazon that's called Five Rules That Every White Belt Should Know or something like that by Chris Matakas. I think that's his last name. Um, and whew, he mentions that. He mentions that, that uh, every rolling in the mat is a self-reflection of your life. Um... So how you fight in the mat or how you behave, how you react, it's a reflection of your life. And what I realized, for example, learning, like my first month, I realized that people will pin me down and I would stop trying. I would, I, I, I'm, I'm still like having a hard time pushing back. So I realized that like, oh shit, like sometimes life was tough for me and I was like, well, this is not my moment, so I'll let it go. And I never really 
well like there's been times that i push back but it wasn't aware of it i feel like i'm more aware now where there was like opportunities where i could have pushed back at those moments in jujitsu there's also these kaisen knowledge and and culture about always always um constant improvement always striving to constant improvement and it's continuously and there's this understanding and like people are so nice because they know jiu-jitsu is hard because they know this like in jiu-jitsu no matter the color of your belt there are always going to be times that you're going to have be tapped out even if you're sitting at a blue belt you're going to get tapped out even if you're a purple belt brown belt uh black belt you're going to get tapped out and in matches when they compete they either win or learn that's how they call it that's how they call failing you either win or learn i just think that's such a good way to to see not only jujitsu but life in general but how I, I feel like there's this disconnect as a, as a society and like or school system or whatever we're like we're thought that failure that you're a failure and the failure is a bad thing whereas in jiu-jitsu and in the kaizen business model we see failure as an opportunity so you see where like the connection like click in to my life with these two things like you know happening and then you have therapy that's all about accepting the cycles of life and you know like good bad there's no good ba- and bad you know just accepting and like like moving and rolling with the punches so um yeah i feel like the minute like everything started like sort of like clicking click 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 i started noticing like so much improvements because i just felt like a peace of mind like a direction towards to go mentally and like things just started like you know unfolding and like i feel like i'm in a role and stuff like that so yes it's stressful right now like i have so many projects that i well you guys know the projects that i want to do like i want to i have my youtube for like wanting to do my travel blogs and have my art thing because i want to finishing to dedicate myself to art and have my accounting career and I have my second career that is taxes I don't know I'm happy with the progress that I've seen I know that I asked too much about myself and I had so high expectations for when I was going to be in at, at the age of 25 and I am not there but I see how a little bit out of touch because there was that lack of self-awareness of like how to ground my goals with like action right now that's what i'm gonna say that's how i'm gonna live it i feel like that's been the lesson this past five years and you know right now i i'm learning all this stuff and i'm like okay let me reflect on last year oh i see what i did wrong you know oh i see why i didn't see any progress whatsoever in 2020 and i see where i struggle in 2021 you know like what was missing but there's no going back there's only going forward so it's like i learn about that why how can i make things better why can i change going forward and stuff like that you know so it's been fun it's been a lot a lot of learning and 
a lot a lot of failure like just because i'm telling you this because i realize this and i'm going through this doesn't mean that i'm already in the position where i'm a coach i'm a coach and mentor and lifestyle mentor and coach and like no i'm not um just a work in progress that's allowed to put their own experience out there and you know we could we're all connected so if i put it here then someday somewhere some when <laughs> someone that needs it will find it and you know i just i've i've, I've just found so many podcasts that like people are talking about stuff here and there but in different niches so you never know you never know who who you're gonna meet like whose life you're gonna touch in, in a good way let me put it that way i'm just so happy of seeing this connection and realizing this and even of like getting beaten down and and being able to stand up back up and like show up in the next class and like yes i cried but i'm i'm like i'm here again you know so i feel like that's how i am showing up to life right now like yes you knock me down like yes i have to face this challenge and um life is throwing me a curveball and like it, it hits me and like it's hard and i deal with it and and i'm crying and i'm sobbing and it's like i'm like even though you threw this at me it's like i'm here and i'm standing and i'm showing and i'm proving to you that i really really want it that i really really want to achieve my dreams so I'm sucking it up and I'm showing again you know that's how I feel like I'm showing up in life right now and that's how I'm showing up in jiu-jitsu right now because I so not got it I so not got it there's states that are harder than other ones and you know just just keeping swimming you know just keep swimming just keep swimming that's what I tell myself and yeah Anyways, this has gotten up longer than I expected it to, and I have to go to class um, because I'm recording this as we speak outside my jiu-jitsu class, and it's cold out here. It's beginning to look a lot like that time of the year where we put Christmas songs, and it's cold, and we love it, hoodie season, but yes. So I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful night, wonderful week, wonderful year, <laughs> wonderful month, um, full of growth. And just know that growth comes in in ups and downs. It comes with challenges. It comes with days that you're going to feel like <sighs> you can't anymore, but you're going to still go. And there's days that you're going to feel like, oh, you're on a roll. So just embrace them and do not label them as good or bad that's what i'm working right now and it's it's a process but yeah i i am with you it's just life and we are learning how to deal with it so yeah um well take care bye bye